Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Doc Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Doc Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path of recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Hello, Glenn. Hey, Mikey, how you doing this morning? You know what? This angel just came in I and know, brought me a right? fresh, large, uh, large, hot, original coffee, black. It is my new fuel that's so fueling fuels this Ferrari, us up for another 18 baby. minutes, right? I'm <laughs> loving awesome. it. I'm loving it. Yeah. So, Carrie, welcome. Carrie, great to have you here. Yeah. Thank you. I'm so super excited. I'm, I'm going to throw a commercial out here, it, right, to kick us off. So, right. so you're going to see uh, you're going to see Carrie's name a couple times in the podcast library. Uh, you're going to see a, a notation about her story, which is what you're going to hear uh, in this segment. But come back uh, when we talk a little bit more. When you see Carrie's name in the second podcast entry, um, come back because. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm super excited to have her here because, um, well, for me, uh, I came in and she, she's probably going to smile at me right now or, or frown, but I was so broken. I was like, I didn't, I literally couldn't put my left foot in front of my right foot. And uh, I came into these rooms so afraid and so unloved. And uh, right from, it was one of my first few meetings I ever walked into and um, and first of all, she smiled at me, and um, and and I don't know. It was a smile of unconditional love. Then she opened her mouth to share uh, some experience, strength, and hope in that room, and it just hit me right at my core. And and it, it, I'll, she'll go down uh, in my journey as just one of my foundational, fundamental people that um, that love me unconditionally when I honestly could not love myself so thanks carrie and thanks for Man, being that's here well put, mikey such yeah. a nice thing to say now my head is too big <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah well welcome to the club uh, that's yeah. awesome that's awesome so on these bonus drops um you know we, we love having we love having folks in carrie it's great you know i've i've known you for several years now and uh really looking forward to you sharing your uh story of experience strength and hope uh with folks out there on the sober path of recovery so with that, we'll uh, we'll turn it over to you and and uh, yeah. know, let let you share your story and, yeah. and we'll uh, chime in as as I'm sure we always do. Well, great. Well, th- first of all, thanks you guys so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. My first time in a in a studio. It's like really this. cool, I'm isn't feeling it? Rather groovy. Yeah. Really cool. Thanks, Brian. Um, Wait, seriously, you just used the word groovy. I love you even more <laughs> yeah. today than I go. did yesterday. There groovy. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I think I'm one of those people who um, has probably been an alcoholic my whole life. Um, I was that person that started drinking at 13 that I remember mm. thinking, you know, when I first or when I when I was working on my sober journey and first stopped drinking, um, I was surprised at how many other people, for some reason, 13 is like the magic number that a lot of people start started their they're drinking. I don't know what it is about being in like eighth grade that that's when you would start. But um, and I quickly um, learned that I liked the way it felt. I, I've been thinking about this. You know, I I I um, 
I had that experience where I, I uh, got drunk right away and felt or horrible the next day and embarrassed myself and went right back for more. And um, uh, I was really not that person who ever said, you know, oh, that was awful. I'm never going to drink again. There's some stories in the big book about people who, um, you know, have who's their, who their first drink was um, a bad experience. And but overall, they liked the way it felt. So um, I'm that person. Uh, I didn't quit until I was uh, over 50 years old. So there was a lot of drinking that went on in between. Um, I had a career. I had. I got married, I had four children, raised four children, um, and just kind of, I guess, progressively got worse. Although if I look back on it, it was bad from the start. Um, and it was bad in my, when I was 13, it was bad in my uh, 20s, it was bad in college. Um, but finally, um, Toward the end, you know, some some things started happening that were um, really unpleasant and and caused me to to realize that I couldn't couldn't keep on with it. Um, namely, I was a terrible driver when I uh, when I drank and I uh, I got a DUI and um, and then uh, six months later, after going through a whole bunch of of, um, of you know court-ordered stuff I got another DUI mm. um, and I wasn't they don't like that do they no they don't like it when you get your second one no Especially. the first one they, they'll work with you you know they'll they'll work with you and they'll put you on probation and let you off oftentimes but um, that second one yeah and the judge is really kind of mean about it um, you know as he as you're in the courtroom they're saying we don't ever want to see you back in here and you know they're 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 brutal um and then, uh, and then you know, I kept I stayed in denial, and and um, my marriage was breaking up, and you know, there just was a, a whole bunch of other things going on. But anyway, long story short, what got me to to quit drinking was um, I talked to an attorney who who asked me if I um, if I was an alcoholic, and I very clearly said, oh no, not at all, and. And it, it was an interesting conversation because she handled it very professionally and just said, okay, well, that's great. Call me, you know. Uh, whether or, Well, actually, what she said to me was, whether or not you're an alcoholic or not, you need to stop drinking. Um, and so she didn't, you know, she, she handled it like a pro and let me be the person who decided that I was going to quit drinking. And um, because I was never going to get my driver's license back after what I had um, what I had done. So, um, really, after two DUIs, you can't get your driver's license back. Well, yeah, I had a two DUIs, and then I had one of those bade machines in my car, right. and um, I would drink so much the night before the that in the morning, morning it was hard uh, to get it started, get that, my car started. They don't so like I, that either. Yeah, they don't. They don't like that. I mean, you know, and you're you're trying to rationalize. Well, it was last night, but there's still uh, it's still issue. detecting. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, that means yeah. you had a really strong night the night before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. My uh, I like to drink a big jug of wine at night. Um, so anyway, so that yeah, you're right. Thanks for clarifying that, Glenn, because because um, that that second DUI maybe, but then once you start 
um, being unable to start your car with that device in your car, that's that's not good. Mm. So mm. anyway. Um, and so then that's when I kind of walked myself into a detox and um, I spent a couple of days in a detox and then um, came home and, and uh, started, uh, you know, joining joining the rooms as you guys say and and um made that my my uh my program and and my new way of life didn't you have other options i mean i'm just I'm listening to your story and you know see so you're in detox and you're like okay well i'm not an alcoholic you know but like the doctor said uh, you know i'll come back or the lawyer or whatever um you know i should stop drinking you know was aa your only cho- how did you find out about aa did you try other things before coming into the program into the rooms or or you just knew AA was out there and, and you were just going after a yeah you know well the courts like you to go through their court ordered stuff which is mm-hmm. uh, you know a class or a um, you know an impact panel or those sorts of things but but attorneys do tell you that AA is out there okay um, and I knew enough about AA to know that it was a place that I wanted um, that I wanted to be. Okay. Um, you know, and 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 honestly, you know, I had I had been to one meeting, I think after the first DUI. Um, you know, I don't I don't even really count that because I just sort of walked in. It was uncomfortable. I bolted as soon as I left. Right. I didn't I didn't. Uh, I wasn't ready. Right. I right. wasn't ready at all. Gotcha. Makes sense. So when when you mentioned detox, was that a medical detox or was that one of those ones with the uh, uh, vertical bars? No, it was just a medical detox. Medical detox. Yeah, it was a local place. I knew of it, um, and I, I, uh, yeah, it was a it was a it was a three day experience, and m- many of the people who were at the detox then went off to a rehab. Um, I guess because of of the way that I drank, which was um, I drank every night starting between four and seven, um, but I but I um, I detoxed every single morning. Oh, I detoxed good every day. Yeah. yeah, it's so funny how my mind works. I'm sitting there saying, why would you wait till seven o'clock at night to drink? <laughs> <laughs> well, I had four kids and a yeah. full time job, and I was you know um, you know so I I had to. I had to get things done before I could get to my. You at least had to look like you started together. Exactly. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it seems like, and I just, you know, I jot down notes, you know, while you're sharing. It just seems like, you know, from 13 through 50, you had a life of just managing and juggling your drinking. Yep. 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 Very familiar. Yep. So, so where did did it at, at fifty beyond besides the DUI? Were there any other, you know, busting at the seams? Were there any other issues from that were resulting from drinking, or was it just pretty? You had things managed pretty well until the second DUI. Well, that's interesting because I think think and I or I thought that I had things managed pretty well, and I thought I had my shit together, as you would say, but. Um, but in hindsight, and once I started, you know, working the steps and, and, and focusing on myself is when I realized it was kind of a, you know, shit show. So um, in, in hindsight, I realized, um, you know, how, how much what I was doing was affecting other people. Um, 
namely my family and my four what are now adult children. Um, but um, but I was I was I was getting up and going to to work mm-hmm. and and I had a pretty good career until the very very end. Mm-hmm. I really did um, have a have a good thing going and I was I was juggling. I was juggling it. I didn't feel very well mm-hmm. most of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you were plowing <laughs> but through. I was plowing through plowing it, it, and and um, you know, um, but it. But in hindsight, I I think about you know what was going on at night with my children, and and I wasn't there for them when I when I should have been. I came home and 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 uh, you know opened up the the bottle of wine and 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 started in pretty much right away while I was doing. Um, you know, parenting at night. Mm-hmm. So I can remember you coming into the rooms. Um, I remember you as being the one that needed the rides. <laughs> and I always remember because I couldn't give you a ride. I was I, I I had other commitments and I had to you know rush out right after the meeting. And um, but it was always hey can can somebody give Carrie a ride? Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happened when you entered the rooms? You still go to the rooms so kind of what was that you know let's change gears I guess to the to the the sober gym what did you do in AA or outside of AA to help support your sobriety oh good question um so as far as the rides I will tell you that I knew I needed to get to those meetings I did need to sign the piece of paper for the um the paper signer. The paper signer for the Secretary of State. They like that paper signed. And, um, you know, I, I made AA like it was a job for me. And I, I, went, um, I went to meetings every single day for a period of time. Um, I don't remember exactly how long. Maybe six months. I'm really not sure. Um, and I kind of wanted to be an overachiever. You know, as I'm probably like to be an overachiever, a lot of things at that point, I was like, I'm going to do AA the best I can do. And, um, you know, also the way I describe myself as far as, uh, you know, just life is that um, I'm pretty scrappy. Um, And so I really wasn't afraid of asking people for rides. I wasn't that person that timidly went up to somebody. Um, I figured out where people lived. and I, I, I mentally made notes of who, who might be convenient for Driving me. by, right? Yeah, yeah. And I had, um, and so, so that part of, of my sobriety, that first six months, that first year, and honestly, I can't even remember now, and it's surprising to think about. I can't remember now how long it was before I actually got my driver's license back. I think it might have been two years maybe more I, I really I literally don't remember which is ironic mm-hmm. because during that time every single day you were all, I every could, day. Sure. all I could think about was my stupid driver's license and I remember that and I remember license. you were going over quite a number of hurdles yeah yeah well right and then yes I had a lot going on and I, I think about that now and what um, you know but but I I looked at, and I know you've had a couple of episodes lately on the promises, I felt very strongly that very quickly the promises started coming true for me. Um, You know, right when I quit drinking, I was, you know, unemployed. Being employed is pretty hard when you're, um, you know, I'm a salesperson and being a salesperson without a car is close to impossible. (laughs) Um, So... You know, I uh, 
you know, I, I was unemployed um, and I was in a relationship that I needed to, to get out of, a second relationship that I needed to get out of. Um, I needed to find myself an apartment. I, I had a lot of things going on that when I look back on that, I'm like, whoa, that, that, right. was, that was crazy. But, but for some reason, I, I just knew what I needed to do. And um, I knew that I needed to stay focused on, on the prize, which at that point was to get my driver's license back. That's impressive and, and promising uh, to use the word. It's, uh, um, you know, and then and then I came into the picture after you got your license back, um, and and then you were just kind of there to sh- share that same journey with others and say, look, you know, you can get through some bad times. Not only the license, but like you said, you had to get your life in order and your your apartment and your job and everything else, and you did all that sober, you know. Yeah. And yeah. you did all that sober. Yeah, and we, we don't focus a lot on length of time of sobriety. But Carrie, you have five years or so, don't five you? And half, yeah. Five and a half years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and I, I look back on 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 those days as, as um, just keeping my nose down and trying to do the next right thing. And, um, you know, it was, it, it was a... It was a crazy time, and I, I know that during those first, you know, three months, six months, nine months, and in fact, my my, um, uh, my sponsor would tell stories about, like, early in my sobriety, like when I was two years, <laughs> and I'd want to just claw her eyes out and say to her, you know, I'm just clawing for every 30-day yeah. coin, every 30, 60, 90 you know, um, and when I, I found it, I found it crazy that people were talking about their early sobriety of, of year two. And, um, you know, here I am in retrospect, I, I'm probably still early in sobriety because I'm, you know, I'm going to live for a while longer, I hope. Right. I know, so right? at some point, five years is going to probably be early in sobriety. But, but boy, when you're, when you're just going through mm-hmm. those first, you know, those first few months it's crazy so I gotta ask you you made the statement and I jotted it down I love it this will be my takeaway for the day I made a like it like it was a job for me you're now five plus years into this is it a part-time job is it a full-time job <laughs> great how, question how's your relationship with AA these days um well COVID took a toll sure um for me and I uh I'm a I'm definitely um connected through zoom mm-hmm. i was excited when zoom happened you you guys are the two that helped helped me get started with with zoom um logging on yeah um and and i love zoom now so zoom's actually made me a little lazy because um i can get into a meeting pretty easily and i you know without without you know driving to the room um i'm also so I don't go every day. Mm-hmm. I probably do three to four meetings a week, so, on sure. and they're on Zoom. So mm-hmm. um, they're great. It's not quite the same. I'm, uh, but but I've watched a lot of people who got started on Zoom who are still in the room. So, That's right. Um, and I'll, I'll confess that Carrie does possess a peach-colored robe. 
that's when, that's when we know awesome. she's up early in the that morning. She's awesome. like, hello, here I am, you there know. You go. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the value. That's the value of AA. There's very yeah. little judgment. Uh, that's come, right. Come as you are. That's right. You're, we're you just can rarely say here. anything yeah. that people uh, frown at. It's yeah. wonderful. So these promises have come true for you. Um, I, I love I love that as well because I remember coming in and and I didn't I didn't have a, something to shoot for. And um, you know I love how Glenn says the story. The promises are read at the at least in our meetings here are read at the end of every meeting. And uh, I didn't pay a lot of heed to him early on, but over time. I thought, wow, and and then people would be talking, they'd be sharing during their segment and telling me how promises come true, promises come true. If you just if you work for them, is how it ends up. And yeah, so so I'll jump in. So you know, Carrie, I I've certainly you know walked a lot of steps with you. Five and a half years I was there when you came in, and um, you know some things that I remember. You know, from from the hope standpoint, I can remember the first time you posted a picture of your apartment and the porch and the flowers, and I just thought that's one of the cutest things I've ever seen. Um, because I knew the the distance, I, I I knew the journey that it took to get to that spot. I'm thinking, man, what a great rewarding place to sit, mm-hmm. right? And you know, as I look at my own you know shit of a story, you know, I mean. I have situations like that in my life where I'm like, wow, this is a noticeable point. And I, I, I remember that picture like it was yesterday. Secondly, I love, you know, I'm, I'm connected with you on Facebook and I just love seeing the pictures of you living life with your kids. Um, you know, and I've met some of them and man, just what a powerful force or what's the female version of a patriarch? Matriarch? Mm-hmm. Now, a matriarch, right? Just how involved you are, and and it's just—I mean—that's something that that I really, from a promises perspective, that I that I wanted, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm starting to get some of that, mm-hmm. and and it's just really cool to see you, you know, and and you're back working hard again, and you know, just a lot of good stuff. Yeah, you know, thanks you're a for date and a half decent guy, and there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, when you talk about my children, that absolutely is, um, you know, the best part of the promises for sure. And um, I've got four children, uh, my two boys and two girls. They're men now, uh, and two, two. My two guys are both engaged to be married to wonderful, wonderful young women. And um, you know, I don't think either one of them. I'm pretty sure neither one of them has ever seen me drink, mm. so that's mm. pretty cool. Um, and um, and then I know, you know, at some point with a family, the next generation will start, God willing, and I'll be a, a, a grandmother of people who never saw me drink. So um, there are times in my in my life that I wish, you know, I wish or I think or maybe I even regret that I didn't quit earlier. Um, don't we all? But um, but I do try to look at those at those things and realize that I have a whole another life to live um, sober and um, you know and with with hopefully this next generation and the expanding family and all that. So um, so yeah, they are they are uh, they are my pride and joy for sure. What's the one piece of advice you would give them if 
or or anybody outside your family uh, on a way to better living? What's the one piece of advice you would you would give somebody to to further their path and and well, it, it's interesting because I jumped on to Glenn's um, Ferris wheel um, analogy very quickly and became a you know a Ferris wheel junkie with with. Uh, it's amazing once you get on that first wheel every every time you turn around you see a first wheel somewhere in fact yeah. I, I texted you a picture of one yesterday axel rose and guns and roses is doing this live show there's a big monster first wheel in the background i just took a snapshot of it sent it to carry yeah. nice yeah, it's awesome so the you know that that it goes up it goes down there's the trash there's the good view um but i also have a mantra which is about a rearview mirror. And I tell this to my children on a regular basis is that no matter how bad anything seems that it is happening right now, um, that it will end up in the rearview mirror. Nice. And that goes for, you know, not having your driver's license, moving up, having a bad day at work, um, breaking up with a boyfriend, whatever the case is, mm-hmm. um, it ironically ends up in the ironically or reality ends up in the rearview mirror and um love it and i i try to share that with them when when they're you know concerned about something and and i'm a i'm a good poster child of that you know it it all ended and we you know we made it through whatever whatever it was i love it i love it carrie i can't thank you enough for being here today and uh I can't wait to talk to you again. You're going to come back for another coffee with us? I'd be happy yeah, to. Nice. You Thank you, Carrie. Yeah, thanks so much, Carrie. You have a great day. See Thank you, Glenn. You so All right, much. bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for today's Coffee Chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober.coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution. 